The Lowell Green Podcast is brought to you by Shield Furniture and Appliances in Packingham. See shields.ca. Thank you, John. Well, what do we got? Another three days, and we'll have a almost totally new city council here in Ottawa. Now, I know you people in Calgary couldn't care less. But nonetheless, some of the questions I'm going to put to my listeners, I think we'll have a, a, a resonance in the West and everywhere. Um, number one, I have two questions, actually, two main questions. Number one, we have three serious contenders running for mayor. Of the three, or maybe there's someone else that you would prefer, who would you most like to see as mayor, your mayor? By the way, um, I don't know if you're aware of it or not, but this will be the biggest change in city council in this city in recent memory. More than half of the councillors are stepping aside or more than half the councillors will be replaced. There's absolutely no question, including, of course, the mayor. So, as I say, one of the questions I have is, okay, who would you most like to see as mayor? And the other question, and this is um, not as easy, I don't think. What do you think is the first thing, the number one priority of the new council? If you were the mayor or a city councillor, you woke up Tuesday morning, you have a big caucus meeting or whatever the hell they call it, and you decide what your priorities will be. What's the first thing you're going to tackle? What would be the first thing you would tackle? What would it be? Light rail? Transportation in general? Terrible state of the roads? Traffic? Crime? Global warming? Bike lanes? Public housing? Housing in general? Homelessness? Le Breton Flats? Lansdowne Park? Safe injecting, uh, injection sites? Or something else? As, as far as you are concerned, you personally, what do you think is the first thing that should be dealt with, tackled with? If you were mayor, what's the first thing you would, you would tackle? You've got to start somewhere. Where would you start? Where would you like this council, this mayor in particular, the new mayor, where would you like them to start? There's an interesting story out of New York City. Now, this goes back to the 1970s, before some of you were born, I know. But New York City is in a terrible situation. 1975, the city declares bankruptcy. Crime is overtaking. The place is filthy. Gangs are everywhere. Uh, you can hardly drive on the streets. You're stopped by panhandlers. Uh, it's a terrible situation. One of the New York papers... One, one day in 1975, had a big, bold headline, Will someone please do something? So they elected a new mayor, Rudy Giuliani. So the next morning after the election, Rudy calls to his office senior city officials and the police chief. And he says, look, people of New York are absolutely discouraged. Everything they think has been tried. Nothing seems to work. The city's falling apart. We're broke. You know, nothing works. There's filth everywhere, graffiti. It's just a terrible place. It's not safe. The streets of New York City are not safe. And it was true, absolutely true. He said, what can we do? 
Oh, the city officials shook their heads. Police chief shook his head, said, like, what can we do? There's so many problems. What to do? And Rudy said, look, we got to address something. We have to show people of New York that we mean business. We're going to do something. And Rudy says, look, one of the things that's driving motorists in New York City crazy are all of the panhandlers. Every time you slow down or stop, there's about a dozen panhandlers rush out. They threaten you if you don't hand them money. So as you're driving, it's slowing traffic. It's driving people in the city crazy, nuts. What can we do? She says, it's legal. They can, they can pan out. There's no law against it. There's nothing we can do. Wait a minute, says Rudy. Don't we have a jaywalker law here? Anybody steps off the curb uh, and not at an intersection, aren't they jaywalking? Well, yes, technically. Then you know what? Here's what I want you to do. The first thing I want you to do, says Judy. This is a true story. Absolutely. First thing I want you to do, I want you to send all of your, I want all of your, your police leaves canceled. I want all of the police out on the streets. Every time anybody steps off the curb, where they aren't supposed to and are jaywalking, arrest them, and we'll give the maximum fine, which I think was about $100, in those days a lot of money. And so the next morning, guess what? Streets of New York are filled with cops arresting people for jaywalking. Overnight, the panhandling stopped. First success. Second thing he did was he empowered the police to break up gangs or just groups of people. Any A group of more than three people on the street Police had the authority not to go in with batons, but to break them up and say, boys, you got to break up. You're not allowed to gather three in the street. That's the, that's the second thing he did. Now, the left wing went crazy with this. But you know, <laughs> the left wing oh, it's, 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 can't do they can't do that. Well, he did it. They did it. They, did, they empowered the police to do it. And it made this almost overnight made the streets much safer. Now, Rudy Giuliani became known as the broken windows guy. Because his theory was, and the next thing they did was they set out, including the police, by the way, the police, he sent all of these police, canceled all leaves, sent all the police out, and they identified all the broken windows in New York City. Honest to God. And he sent out work crews, including he hired a lot of homeless people, a lot of people on welfare, to, to repair windows. So they went out and they repaired the windows. Because Rudy's theory was that if there's a broken window, it signals to the street that nobody cares, and essentially you can do anything you want. Clean them up, and then the next thing they did was clean up. Well, within one year, crime in New York City was reduced by, the, by more than 50%. Another thing that he did was he said to the homeless people living on the streets, you cannot live on the streets. It's unsafe. It's unsanitary. You cannot live on the streets. If you don't have a place to go, we will provide it for you. And he, he ordered or officials to find places for these people, but you cannot. He said, if we find you on the streets, we'll put you in, a, and if you don't want to go home, we'll put you in jail. Almost overnight, homelessness disappeared. Honest to God, that's what happened. And New York was, was transformed in the space of three years in his administration from a crime-ridden street, which wasn't safe to walk, to, honest to God, even today, one of the safest cities, major cities in the United States. Anybody who's been there knows, place pretty clean, right? Oh, there's still problems. Nothing like there was. Why? Because of and one one mayor's decision and 
essential. Now, in, the, in New York, the mayor had a lot more power than they have here. But this is the, one of the reasons why Doug Ford says, I want to give mayors of cities, major cities, more power. And this is one of the reasons. Decisions can be made if you get the right person. So if, if you're Rudy Giuliani or Mark Sutcliffe or Catherine McKenney or Bob Shirelli and you're the new mayor, what's the first thing you want to do? Stop the panhandling? What, 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 what is it you want to do? What do you think is the, 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 the number one problem? It may, not, it may not be something that other people share. It may be something that you personally feel needs to be fixed first. What needs to be fixed first? John, any responses yet? Huge response. We've got two questions on the table. They are on your screen if you're watching on social media channels right now. Of the top three candidates for mayor, who would you most like to see win? And part two of the question is, what is the number one priority as you see it for the brand new council? Keep those comments rolling in on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter, and you can text the show as well or call the show. Imagine that. You can call the show, 613-413-2217. It's amazing. It's a talk show and you can actually call it. Amazing. You know, 15 bucks a month for a cell phone and away we go. All right. Mark Sutcliffe all the way, says this person via text. Uh, let me see. Coraline says, I would choose Mark Sutcliffe as mayor. Madeline, Mark Sutcliffe. Eric, unquestionably, Mark Sutcliffe. And says, you can already see the kind of mayor Catherine McKenney would be already challenging the board, selecting a new police chief. Yeah, but let's say, say that, uh, that's fine. I, I, I was worried about this, that everybody just wants to take the simple one. But, uh, folks, let's, let's get a little deeper into this. Okay, I think most of you would prefer Mark. But what's the first thing you want Mark to do? Mm -hmm. That, to me, requires a little bit more thinking here. Send a message. Now, Mark, I don't know if Mark listens, but I know people in his office listen. They would like to hear from you. I I often hear, and so do you, John, and say, well, nobody listens to me. Well, one of the reasons nobody listens sometimes is because nobody says anything. So give some advice. Here's a chance. Speak to the top. What's the first thing you want the new mayor to do? It seems to me that there are any number of priorities. What's the most important thing to you? Uh, what we are hearing from the present administration and what we're hearing from uh, Catherine McKenney is uh, to make the place greener. Uh, more electric buses, bike lanes, etc., etc. Now, apparently, many people believe that that's the number one priority. I'm not sure about you. But let's, let's go beyond just, oh, I'd like to pick. That's easy. Give it a little thought here, please, okay? A little bit of thought here. What do you think is the first thing that needs tackling in this city? John, please go ahead. All right. Well, allow me to summarize the answer to your first question this way then. Unanimously, Mark Sutcliffe. Yeah, okay. Okay, let's get that out of the way then. All right. All right. So the next thing is, okay, Mark Sutcliffe's the new mayor Tuesday morning. He calls all his officials, police chief, other officials in, what does he want? What What do you want him to say the first thing they want to tackle? Go ahead, please. Linda says definitely affordable housing. That is her top priority. Okay. Okay. Uh, Linda says screw the bike lanes, help the people. All right. Here's Carrie's comment. It's on the screen right now. Look at the size of the city staff. Yeah, Make but sh- hold it. That's not okay. I want more thought than that. Okay. You're capable of more thought than help the people. I mean, that's, that's, that's elementary. What do you want? You're going to elect a new mayor, new council. What do you want them to do? What's the number one priority? Go ahead. Mark needs to work on our core services, roads, garbage, improved snow removal, says Corey. Actually, that's a very good point. I'm going to tell you, not the first thing, but one of the things that I think that we should do 
is go back during the warm summer months to weekly garbage pickup, basic core service. It's terrible. Two, you know, two weeks garbage and the temperature is, you know, 30 degrees, maggots everywhere. Why? This was all supposedly to save the environment. My feeling is that one of the things we should do, one of the things, not the first thing, but one of the things I would do if I were mayor, I would institute, reinstitute weekly garbage pickup, June, July, August, maybe September. Go ahead, please. We do have a phone call, 613-413-2217. Hi there, the Lowell Green Show. Can we get your name, please? It's Julie. Julie, go ahead. Hello, You're on Julie. Live with Lowell. Go ahead. What do you Hi, think, Lowell. Julie? Yeah. I think I think one of the number one things that personally I would like to see is them to fix the light rail transit system. It's a disaster from the get-go. Um, they need to fix that. It's a mess. Now let me um, ask you this. I, I I don't I don't doubt that. I'm not like I, I'm not sure how you would set out to do that. But let me ask you this, Julie. I guess it's too late now, but do we really want to expand this thing east, west, and south and spend billions more? Uh, do you think it's really – is it going to work, do you think? Is it worth the money? No, it's not. I think they should just stop, um, finish it, um, do what they need to do, either put the buses back to where they were because um, we had a working system because um, right now it's just absolute chaos to get from Canada to, let's say, um, Carleton University. It's two and a half hours. There really? Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely insanity. Um, so it's, wait a minute, you're telling not, me that light, light, light rail has not, is this a route that you take, Canada, Carleton, Carleton? It's my daughter that takes it, and then my son okay. takes another route, and it takes them probably about two to two and a half hour travel time there and back um, each day, um, him to work, her to school, and uh, they are just done with the transit system. They say it's an absolute nightmare. All right. So. Thank you very much. So your your number one priority is, I think what you're saying is not just light rail, but, but get a transit system that actually gets people A to B in a reasonable time, right? Absolutely. Yes, exactly. Julie, thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. James, John, what else have we got here? Yeah, I could not agree with Julie more. And I mean, I don't take public transit um, and it's been a long time since my wife has. But now that our niece is living with us, I get to hear all the horror stories all over again. So for her to get from Ottawa U to South Key Station, it's about 20 minutes. For her to get from South Key Station to our house in Blossom Park, which you could probably walk it in 25 minutes, it's an hour or sometimes an hour and a half. Let me tell you another it's thing insanity. that I would do. Yeah, I know. Uh, another thing that I would do, John, as mayor, I would I would take all sorts of effort to speed up traffic in the downtown core. Let me use Lyon Street as an example. Lyon Street a few years ago was two lanes from uh, downtown Ottawa and also from the Quebec side, right down to the Queensway. You could just whip down yep. Lyon Street, get out of the city in a hurry, right up onto the Queensway. Well, you know what happened. Narrowed it down to one lane, speed bumps, and now they've blocked. You can't get onto the Queensway off Lyon Street. So as a consequence, traffic is slowed down in measure. This is a major southward route out of the city to get from the city out of the city west and east to get to the queensway but they've blocked it they they've they've jammed up lion street one example 
and you can't get onto the Queensway. So as a consequence, you got to turn right on Catherine, go down. Now, of course, you can't get up on Bronson either. But among other, this is apparently done to help the environment or something. But how does slowing traffic down, keeping traffic longer in the center of the city, burning exhausts and all the rest, how does that improve the environment? I say it's harmful to the environment. The longer these cars stay idling, slowed down, the more exhausts are expended. Now, another reason, of course, is, oh, well, this is for the people who live, they, they don't want rushing traffic. Excuse me. You buy a house on a two-lane road, and then you petition to reduce it to one lane so that your, so that your, your property value goes up? Come on. Speed, take action. Take those speed bumps out. Widen the streets, the direct routes. Let people get out of the city as quick as possible. That's one of the things I would do. Go ahead, please. John. I'm somewhat empathetic to the, you know, living on that street, especially if you're trying to back out or get in and out of your driveway and you've got cars coming 50, 60, 80 kilometers an hour. That's I'm insane. sorry. They bought most no, of I, 90, I, I know. I know. I you know. know what? You bought that. It's like people who, who move to the country. They want the peace and quiet. First thing they want to do is, well, they want street lights. And then they want their neighbor's <laughs> roosters stopped crowing. I know. I was on West Hall Council. This used to happen. People would move out to the country, peace and quiet. And then they would complain about the neighbor's rooster. And then they wanted streetlights. <laughs> you know, and now it's too dark here. So wait a minute. Hold it. This You, you bought a place on Lyon Street. It was a two-lane road. Speeding traffic. If you don't like speeding traffic, don't buy on Lyon Street. Go ahead. So I'm guessing you haven't driven down Holland in the last little while, right around no. Fisher Park School? No, what's it, it it's now there? down to a 30 kilometer an hour zone. But see, that, 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 to me, they should be taking every, get the traffic out of the city as quickly as possible. Don't slow it down, speed it up. I mean, is this so revolutionary? I don't know. Go ahead. So, right. That's just one of, one of my complaints. Nope. I hear you, and I know you have many, which is why you're here five yeah. days a week on btrradio.com. Well done, John. High five for that. All right, 613-413-2217. This person says, Lowell, I would, most likely to, I would most like to see Mark Sutcliffe be the mayor and would feel very disappointed if Justin's little me slash McKenney gets in. I would like Mark to look at overspending as a contractor digging up my neighborhood, my neighbor's front sidewalk in air with no proper work order. Also, roads would be my priority. I, I'm glad so one, one of the things that's got to be addressed here is is debt this city is how many have over a billion dollars in debt oh yeah it's crazy go ahead jim watson was a huge proponent to urban calming speed bumps and all says this person all right but what's the what's the i i i, I know that this is a relatively minor thing and yet in many ways it's not the slower, you know, we're already talking about it takes an hour to get here from there. Well, one of the reasons is the damn speed bumps and the narrowing of the roads. They've deliberately slowed down traffic. If it takes you a ha an hour to get from here to there, chances are that's part of the city's design. Why? Why would you do that? Go ahead. Well, and it's a worthwhile conversation to have, especially when we're considering moving the hockey arena to LeBreton Flats. So do you want to be in the same situation where you're now stuck on Holland, a 30-kilometer-an-hour zone, and you're taking just as long to get out of the downtown core as you were getting out of Canada? I, you know, one of the things that I was really happy to, to see Mark Sutcliffe say was, quote, I'm not going to declare war on cars. You know, I mean, 90% of the population, the working in downtown, right, 
that we're still in cars, okay? And the, to pretend that we're all going to go on bicycle. I'm 86 years old, living out in a rural area, and you think I'm going to use a bike lane in downtown Ottawa? Are you going to use a bike lane in downtown Ottawa, John? I was just going to say, Lowell, you will never get me out of my damn car. It ain't happening. Forget about it. And I, <laughs> I suspect, and I say this as someone who's driven to and from downtown for a lot of years working, people in Ottawa, they love their cars. You can give them free transit. They will still want to take their cars. You see, these lefties, they live in a dream world. This is the way they would like things to be. But that's not human nature. You cannot force people out of their cars unless you provide them with a super fast, efficient, clean, et cetera, transportation system. But how are you going to force people out of their cars when it takes an hour and a half to get from Canada to Carleton University? You think people are going to abandon their cars for that? Come on. Go ahead, please. This just in from Laurentian View, Terry. Service is fast at Shields. No slowdowns there. Okay, very <laughs> Thank you very much. Gives me an opportunity. Actually, there's a lot of truth there. I mean, I, I still keep hearing from people saying they, they got, you know, they ordered some appliances from this store or that store, and they had a month delay or a month and a half back up. Not at, not at Shields. 90% of all the appliances you could possibly want Brand names, big names, small names, you know, it's in stock. It's there. It's right there in Pakenham. And, I mean, folks, Pakenham is not like the moon, okay? Uh, I, I can get to Pakenham in about 15, 16 minutes. If you do downtown Ottawa, well, depending on the traffic. But you don't have to worry because the truck drivers will bring the appliance to you in all probability the same week you order it. The price is very competitive good people shields.ca go ahead john all right a reminder the phone number here is 613-413-2217 we got a great call from julie we'd love to hear from you as well the question on the table what's the number one priority for the new council let's get some comments coming in from they're talking about a new ottawa police chief apparently eric stubbs has been named as the new chief of police for ottawa that just happening moments ago all right thank you listeners and viewers for keeping us abreast of that we appreciate it uh ottawa is a mess says sue uh chrissy says how about a uh, for a start get rid of funding for bike lanes put the money towards fixing the roads fix up our beautiful parks snow removal freeze oc transpo bus and lrt fares those are her i'll tell you one other thing that that i would one of the first one of my first priorities would be to go into every unit of public housing and make sure that they are decent accommodations, clean, no bed bugs, and that people can live there in decency. All right. To me, some of the some of the city-owned buildings are disgraceful. And one of the things I found most disgraceful about Catherine McKenney is she's going to spend two hundred and eighty million dollars on bike lanes, but not a word about improving living conditions for people in some of the public housing. That would be one of my priorities. People have a right to live in decency. Go ahead, please. And there he is with his common sense. Sorely lacking in the world. All right, let's get some YouTube comments in. I haven't had a chance to get to YouTube, folks. Thank you, Tony. Uh, none of them are right-wing enough for me, he says. But if nothing else, start rolling back property taxes. They are out of control, according to Tony on YouTube. Uh, health is the number one priority for MIMS. One priority, I don't think our health care should be secondary to anyone. 
All right, let's get to another YouTube comment. Uh, where was that? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, 710 windmills for Ottawa is insanity, says Sherry. So obviously green energy, not her number one priority. She's answering the question backwards, but there you go. By the way, on, on the issue of health care, health care is a provincial responsibility. However, there are any number of things that the city could and should be doing, including, as I say, you know what? One of the reasons I believe that that our hospitals are overwhelmed is that we have people living in, particularly in public housing, in situations that are very unsanitary. I think that that's maybe a minor problem, but nonetheless a problem. There are many responsibilities the city has for that. Go ahead, please. Ray, moments ago, posting on Facebook, the homeless will destroy new housing within a year. It happened here in Cornwall. Public housing and public transit reliability are a priority for Kerry. Clean let me, public let me address, housing is a major me, priority for Tom. Go ahead, sir. Let me let me address this issue of homelessness. And there's not much question that about half of those who are living on the streets have a mental illness of some kind. In many cases, that illness could be treated, should be treated, but the left wing refuses to allow these people to be compelled to go to hospital and take their meds. This, if, if, if we had a, actually we, we have a law that it's hardly ever applied. And that is these people who are living in terrible conditions on the street, if there is a medication that's available that would allow them to live a near normal or even a normal life, I feel that that should be administered. And, and it may, it may require police to go out and say, listen, you got to take your meds. Uh, I, I, this offends a lot of people. But what would you sooner have? People living in filth on the streets or taking their meds and living a half-decent life? Go ahead, please, John. Can I speak to that, Lowell, please? Yeah. Uh, I'm someone who lives with a mental uh, condition or mental health condition. Um, sure. And when I lost my job, I had to make a very difficult decision. Give up my therapy, give up my medication, because the medication that I'm on costs me roughly $500 a month. It is almost impossible for those who are unemployed to afford that. So I understand when people have to give that up. And for that reason, I'm working, by the way, behind the scenes uh, to create a foundation that will actually help people uh, not have to make that decision. They will hopefully be provided with the cash. Is OHIP, OHIP, OHIP not, not no. cover your uh, no. medications? No, sir. How come? They they don't. I, I don't know how come. I just know that, I, I mean, okay. I, I, well, I, when I do my taxes at the end of the year, I can, I can certainly submit up to $5,000, as anybody can, of medical claims. There are other things, dentist, you know, dental care, et cetera, that I put in there. It does add up. It's uh, But it's a shame that people do have to make that decision. And that's why well, I end I up mean, on the street. Yeah, it's it, it's tragic. A lot of people, at least at least half of the people on the street, have a serious mental problem. And you know, people say, "Well, you put them in homes; they're going to break it up." We, we the amount of money that we have spent, so called, trying to trying to stop homelessness, we we would have enough money to build a nice apartment for every single one and staff it with a registered nurse, therapist, or whatever to to live in with them if necessary. All the money that's been spent. We could be looking after these people very, very well with all of the money that's been poured into this. Go ahead. Anybody self-employed has to pay for their own medication, says Mike, and he's absolutely right. Sean says the Trillium Fund might help cover some of that. And, Sean, you're absolutely right. It helps cover some of that, and it will only cover, by the way, uh, the lowest-cost medication. My doctor, for whatever reason, does not want me on a 
uh, on a second, you know, on a no-name okay. medication. He wants me on the real deal, and truly, okay. just won't cover it. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation. Here's an email from Lisa Lowell. Glad most of that old dead wood is gone. Lousy bunch, most of them. First thing, get a hospital built. Get affordable rents to get the homeless off the streets and make the city walkable. How can anyone realistically enjoy being a vehicle for... 30 or more minutes to get to a store. What a waste of fuel, wear and tear, or whatever you're on your whatever you're driving. But then more money than brains. Lisa. But let me let me address this this business of a hospital. One of the first things, maybe the first thing I would do as mayor, I would immediately go to the province and the federal government and raise hell over the fact that they have not as yet put a shovel in the ground for our new hospital. Amen. If if we had done what, what we were supposed to have done and what everybody wanted, build it across the road, you realize that it would be almost half completed now, and but because of the liberals in it. But what I would do is say, listen, spilled milk, you can't cry over it, but I'm going to tell you right now, I am raising hell. You get a shovel in the ground, you start that, and I'm going to, you know what, I want 24-hour shifts. Uh, that hospital is a desperate need for our city. We're, 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 our healthcare system is crashing. We have to have that. If we have to work 24 hours a day, night and day, have three shifts a day to get, do it. Get it done right now. And we demand of the province the money to cover it. And the fe- you're the federal government. You're responsible. This is the money. I would raise hell. I would, I would go to the public. I would raise hell. And you know what? They'd have the shovel in the ground very, very quickly, believe me. Go ahead. Agree with you 100%. Right across the street is the only only place that makes oh, sense but again God. it speaks to what we talked about yesterday a complete lack of leadership at every single level of Artisan all three and if you want to throw yeah. in the ncc all four levels of our government but here's an here's an area where the city has a definite responsibility get that hospital that new hospital built stop the the, the, the delay stop all of the bitter about well they don't want to cut this tree and all that Build a damn thing. It's desperate. This is one of the most desperate things we need in this city. Get it built. And I'm going to tell you, if I have to go down there and chain myself to the damn place in order to get it built, that's what I'm going to do. Go ahead. How about a plan to tackle that municipal debt, says Tony. Carrie says get the hospital built back across the Civic Hospital. Uh, Nursing, says Joshua and Med, should be part of assisted housing. That already exists for those with reduced mobility or other issues. Agree. New hospital across from the old Civic, says Leanne. And let's just get to a couple of the other comments we haven't had a chance to get to. Chris says make a decision on LRT. Do a cost analysis on what it will take to fix this. Determine whether to expand it to stage two within reasonable timelines or scrap this project entirely it's carried on you gotta know when to hold them and when to fold them maybe (laughs) maybe it's best to fold them i don't know is this how you're saying you're walking away for a friday lowell green well at least i'm walking (laughs) yes you are (laughs) thank you all folks back on monday the lowell green show is seen and heard live around the world at 2 p.m eastern Connect with us online at blasttheradio.com slash Lowell Green. Can't join us live? Download the Lowell Green podcast. Available on Apple, Spotify, Google, and more. Ask your smart speaker to play the Lowell Green podcast. This is a production of blasttheradio.com.